1: This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9
2: a.m. to noon Eastern on SiriusXM Fight Nation Channel 156.
3: Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. I'm Tommy Dreamer. She's Mickey James. And it's the Hardcore Country Edition. And we break down everything happening Spring Breaking in NXT and the Triple Threat. And then it's Women of Winter.
2: Oh, our very special Women of Wednesday is none other than my friend. And I'm honored to have her here as Women of Wednesday, Miss Nia Jax.
3: Listen to this week's episode of the Hardcore Country Edition
0: of Busted Open Pups. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters. Both when you're kicking a field goal
3: if we could talk about being young, inexperienced, mm-hmm. or having to deal the, the the main event, the three-way between Tiffany Stratton, Roxanne Perez, and Indy Hartwell. Indy, my hat's off to you because you came back and you finished the match. Yeah. Um, she obviously, for those of you, if you saw it, if you didn't see it, she had uh, Tiffany Stratton went for a dive, looked like a, a senton from the top. Mm-hmm. One of those freak things, Indy Hartwell's leg got caught to the side on the fall. And uh, it, it looks like to be a high ankle sprain. Hopefully you don't need surgery if there's lent, yeah. uh, ligament or tendon damage because an ankle sprain could keep you out a week. An ankle sprain could keep you out three to four months depending on yeah. if you have uh, ligament damage. I know Candace Michelle on my House of Hardcore show, she messed up her ankle and she had to have surgery because uh-huh. of it
2: man i remember spraining my bad sprain on my i don't think people realize a sprain almost they say hurts worse than a break and i've never broken an ankle or or leg thank god um i sit here and knock something uh <laughs> before but that sprain that was excruciating and i did it getting shit canned out of the ring at practice at ovw one and just sprain the crap out of it so i couldn't yeah that was amazing. And I saw you were saying though, we're watching the, the the clip back and that she started taking her boot off and you're like, oh, that was Yeah. Probably the um, worst thing you could do. For anybody. Like, for before wrestlers, you do, do that. I just want to say hats off to Indy as well because I am proud of her for finishing the match and the ladies being the main event. I mean, you know, and it was a great match. Otherwise, but I just it was it was a scary situation because you're just grateful that it's not broke, right?
3: Yep. And, and when you're I love uh I call them three way dances. Mm -hmm. I love those type of matches. Uh, I like to get creative. I like to get unique when a, you're dealing with someone who's inexperienced, Mm -hmm. her words, not mine. And then you also have an injury because so many things start falling apart because people aren't there for stuff that was either planned out or it's supposed to be three people fighting. And Mm -hmm. now it's just down to two. Right. Um, So it could go, you know, this is what we're talking about. Not only does it go awry, it's going awry in the main event on television. So it's extra pressure for the women. Kudos to the women. They carried on. They continued, like you said, Indy. Spirit of 76 came back, made the the match, (laughs) uh, made the save on that first thing, which I thought was great, and then rolled back out. She made another save from the other side, was able to you know, secure a victory, mm-hmm. you're going to have to see, you know, now you have to attend to, you know, your doctor, see what's going right. on with you. Um, this is for anybody with any type of injury, um, whether, and I know WWE preaches at AEW. Uh, I'm sure it does. And I know we do an impact. There's doctors. Now, if you're an indie wrestler and this happens um, you have to just kind of like stop. I know indie. She did exactly what she did, except for the point where she starts unlacing her boots. That could be where, not that if it was like a compound fracture, but God forbid it was. Your boot and your laces, it's what holding your leg together. It, you, it, As much as it hurts, you just got to lay there. If you ever watch football, you watch any major injuries, you have to lay there and let the medical team come to you and mm. deal with it. Me and Mickey are joking because spring breaking ended with a double homicide. We'll get to that. But Mm -hmm. like, if you get stabbed and you're still alive and you're walking around, you're actually supposed to go to the hospital with the knife in you, as opposed to pulling it out. Right. Because you could bleed out from that. And and that's the same with those type of injuries. Um, I've seen them. I've seen them when Sabu cut an artery in his arm and Mm -hmm. like screaming for tape and then tapes up his arm. And continues to wrestle when he needed like 140 stitches, but he was holding his arm tight together to stop the bleeding. Right. You don't know the severity of an injury, especially with an ankle um, or a leg. You right. just, she did great. But once you start loosening, you know, that stuff up and, and I know it probably hurt or you're trying to, you know, readjust, you just wait for the medical. And I know they have an NXT. If you're on an indie and this happens, you have someone call 911. A lot of indies, better indies, have medical people available. Yeah. Uh, there's an ambulance, but you just lay there and have them call 911 if you can't get yeah. to the back. But don't, uh, in a funnier story, I remember when, and I, I've learned all these things through experience um, with Louis Spicoli. Louis Spicoli once broke his nose and he's like, I think I broke my nose. And he's picking his nose, he's picking his nose, and then he blew his nose. The moment he blew his nose, he blew up like an Oompa Loompa uh, when they ate the, they drank the water from uh, Charlie Chocolate Factory. Mm-hmm. And he was like, oh, my God, I can't see. I'm blind. His face got so swollen from blowing his nose. His eyes were swollen shut in an instant, like his head filled up with air. I'm laughing because it was my friend. But then <laughs> I, I learned.
2: Is it air or was it blood? Oh, my God.
3: It was, I don't know, but he had an injury to his, and his entire, and he, went, like, he couldn't see, and then, like, we're, we're getting him a chair, and he was legit blind until this, like, it went down, but then I learned from the paramedic, if you have a broken nose, don't you're not him. supposed to blow your nose. You're supposed to just pick it, like, if you had blood in there, all that stuff, and I was just like, huh, or I even remember when Candace Michelle got hurt. And she was on a stretcher Mm -hmm. and she had a neck collar on and they gave her water. And it was just somebody coming over to help her. And number one, she started choking on the water because she was in the neck collar and then she seriously got up, ripped. And it was a big to do, ripped the neck collar off. But if someone has a potential broken neck, you're not supposed to even give them water. They could die. Mm -mm. Mm -hmm. So you just got to wait till the medical people get there Sadly, I know all this, like even dealing with, with stuff with my mom, like, you know, when she, she had her brain bleed and like her mouth was like so dry and everything. And I was just like, can she have water? And like, she can't have water for the next 24 hours. And I was like, really? Like, and she's like, well, we could swab out her mouth. And, but these are all things because they could further your injury or even with some things they could end your life. Right. So when you have an injury like that, just seriously lay there, tell the ref, throw up the X, throw up whatever uh, right. you're supposed to do, get your help. The other part of it, the women, you finish the match. It's cool. I'm sure now she's going to go through medical. We'll have to see where it has, if she has to, uh, give up the title. I mean, Hey Mickey, I think you could talk about that.
2: <laughs> I think it's crazy. Like you look at the injuries right now, but it's just, um, I know that would be unfortunate for her because it was such a moment, her winning it. And now to have, you know, have this reign as champion, it's been great. Um, and I would feel her on that side of it. And when I was saying like, even when you asked earlier, how are you doing? I was like, I think I'm settling in this, not doing anything thing, but just still doing a lot. I mean, but, but you know, it's, it's, it sucks and it's a question, you know, but everything happens for a reason. So I don't want her to worry or stress about that. It's a sprain. If it is a sprain, it's gonna be you know, it's gonna be fine. I did see her checking on it, and I saw the vet the 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 referee throw up, like, yeah, she needs medical attention or whatever. Um, so I was maybe hopefully she was checking it, to see if she could move it and stuff and that it wasn't
3: The referee threw up, as you said, but then you didn't follow up. The X sign. She made the X in her Zoom box, but she just—if you listen to what you just said,
2: <laughs> it's radio.
3: <I> saw, <laughs> she goes, "I saw the referee throw up."
2: Do you know what happened? It's wrestler brain, Mickey, yes. going like, "Oh, I can't say that the X." <laughs> what?
3: I gotta kayfabe the business, brother. Hey, hey,
2: brother. <laughs> I can't.
3: Oh, she's so crazy, oh, ladies man. and gentlemen. But the same thing that I told uh, Mickey James, I will say to you, Indy. Um, if something happens where you are severely hurt or you you will get better uh, for mm-hmm. talking about good old Vic delicious guy almost broke his leg on an indie show. guy did break his leg on an indie show. He got an infection, got uh, steel plates in his leg, almost died, was minutes away from getting his leg amputated.
2: Oh, my God. From
3: an independent wrestling show. And guess what? Now we're talking about him being in the NWA tag tournament. It's an amazing, Mm -hmm. and he made a complete body transformation. Just like I told my friend, Mickey James. And just like I tell, it's a better thing that happens. Everything happens for a reason, but it's also a better storyline. Like, I mean, think about Mickey James lost the title that she worked so hard to get to. Same with Indy Hartwell. If this is a severe injury and it's also like she kind of always had bad luck
2: Mm -hmm.
3: It's a great story for her, whether she stays, it it makes you a bigger baby face or if she wanted to turn on the people. So everything happens for a reason.
0: This is former UFC champion, Chris Weidman. Do you want to feel what it's like to get in the octagon with me right now? We are bringing the hardest hitting MMA talk on the planet to your podcast feeds with won't back down. A Sirius XM podcast. Every Monday, I'm speaking my mind and taking you inside combat sports like no one else. Every tap, every snap, and whatever else is on my mind. Download Won't Back Down right now on SiriusXM, Stitcher, Pandora, or wherever you get your podcast. Won't Back Down.
2: On the show today, and maybe perhaps for the first time ever, Miss Nia Jax. Hi! Good
4: Ooh, morning. Mickey James.
2: Thank Good you so morning. much. You look amazing. Thank you so much for being here. I'm so excited to sit here and chat with you and all the things. I don't know if you know, Miss Yol Tommy Drimael, my co-host this Hi, morning. Hi, Tommy.
3: Hello, my dear. How are you?
2: I'm great. Thank you.
3: It's so great to see you. Um, yes, this is Win- Mickey James' Women of Wednesday. I'm going to kind of lay out until I have my questions to go. So, <laughs> you know, Mickey, do your thing. It's your oh. seg.
2: Yeah. I've, well, you know, cause since I've come on the show, Naya, we, um, started this women of Wednesday segment to kind of highlight women's wrestling. Yes. But, and uh, you know how much it's grown and how much, and I will say, you know, I'm so grateful because I got to work with you so closely when I came back and that whole journey. And I just love you so much in your spirit. And I just, I felt like, um, a sisterhood with you that was like i, I yeah. could just be real with you a lot of times and i just appreciate that so much um because it was interesting for me you know as coming back and it was a whole new crop of people and i just thank you for um just being amazing all the time all the time and i think it's just a testament to who you are and all of the things you're doing and i'm excited for all the things you're going to do and so i really want to get into so many things um i'm sure there's going to be lots of questions about like you coming back from the rumble and how that felt and all, um, just how your journey's been, you know, both getting in and coming up through NXT and all of that. But then now on this other side of, like, everything that you're doing now, um, being away from it, you know, it's it's really cool. So, yeah.
4: I, mean, I just, You know how much I love you, Mickey. I freaking, anytime I see you, I just light up. You're just, oh, I, I always pick you up and just kiss you right in that mouth.
2: <laughs> I'll kiss your whole face oh, right now.
4: Oh, man, I... <laughs> I mean, I don't think people know how much like when we had our our feud or whatever, just backstage, like when you came back, I was super excited, but I was like, oh my gosh, you know, you never know when people come back and how they are and their attitudes and you hear, and I've always heard great things, but I was like, okay, well, you know, I'm just like, kind of like this newbie girl. And, you know, I instantly felt a connection with you. And we used to have so much fun in that ring and like putting stuff together and taking the good old Fez puss. (laughs) Um, and I honestly, <laughs> I, sorry, I'm, it's a, I'm very inappropriate, very it's okay. inappropriate. <laughs> um, but no, I'm super glad when, uh, Paul had reached out to come on and they said, Mickey, I was like, of course,
2: I'm like, hands down
4: anything for Mickey. Yeah. Love, love, love her.
2: I would love you too. And I was so <laughs> grateful to see you at Russell in LA this year. It's the first time I'd seen oh. you in a while. And you're just, you looked, you're glowing. You know, um, I felt, I feel like you are, and and I don't know if it's just spiritually or whatever, but you are your best version of yourself right now. And it's beaming through and it just makes me so happy for you because we've all been on that roller coaster. And I think sometimes uncertainty and all of these other factors and just being on the road and being exhausted and not having a second to think about it. And I think, you know, you were so busy and what people don't realize is wrestling hurt for most of it. Like in a lot of pain between your knees and everything else. And I think this, I I saw you there and I was like, man, you're just brilliant because it's, it's cool to see when, once you feel good and back into that, like the flow of things of who you are and what you want, you know, and just things start clicking for you. So.
4: Yeah. It's, you know, it was a crazy, I feel like after the release, like it was just, it wasn't like a, it was a weird moment where I kind of just was like, okay, what's next. Like it was like one of those where everything kind of stood still and you're like all right. Like I've been going, going, going for eight years and now it's just a complete full stop. Mm
1: -hmm. And
4: so I went through that weird moment and thankfully I have such an amazing family and I have great friends to where I, I literally just sat around for this last year, uh, trying to find myself again, trying to find where Lena was in all of this, because I got lost I got totally lost and you know, everybody who's in this business knows this, like you get fully ingrained in it. It's not just like, okay, I'm going to clock out and I'm gone, you know, and I'll come back tomorrow and then I'll Mm. restart again. It's, it is 24 seven. It is your entire life and it is, it becomes who you are. And, um, and so I was super, super blessed this year to, to really find myself again. And, and I have, I found, um, I, I'm starting to feel really good again and, and starting to feel like myself and, and uh, it's funny because with the rumble, the previous rumble, um, I was not going to come back. I was mm-hmm. asked to come back and I was like, absolutely not. Uh, I wasn't there, but this, this last one, I was just like, you know what? Uh, I thought one, I thought was going to, you know, me and my cousin Tamina talked about it and she said it might be her last one. And I was like, well, frick, if that's going to be Tamina's last rumble, I, I definitely want to be a part of it. If, if they wanted me to be a part of it. And, um, you know, when I, I had all these expectations and I was nervous about going backstage and I I know, you know, that feeling where you're like, how am I going to be welcomed? How are people going to receive me? And, uh, it was good. It was good. And I think it's because I was good Mm -hmm. because I was in a good place. And when I came in and it just, it felt really nice. And, and I did not, Expect a crowd to even react. I was like, I can't believe I'm number thirty. Uh, these people are gonna freaking be dead silent.
2: <laughs> no, be
4: dead air. Um, but I was super grateful that actually people remember who I was.
2: Oh, <laughs> uh, it's uh. it's crazy that you say that too. But you could see that on your face, right? Like, I, sorry, Tommy, I didn't mean to cut you up, no. but I could see that shining through, like when you came out, and um, I just felt like you were it was exciting to see because the people reacted so well and they were so excited to see you but then to see you out there and it was just like it was so great it was so great and the your energy and your face kind of told it all for me that like this how good it felt for you to be able to come out and then people reacted and then everything was just like awesome and you freaking killed it and then it's always good to have that um I think that Revalidation of yourself after you've had that separation to kind of go back in. And, and you know, you said something there too of like, it's your whole life, right? Like, and, and Tommy, you know that, like, it's you do get lost in that system, especially when you kind of started in that system. So, like, it's like, yeah. as you know, when you're so young and you start and then that's all everything, and then it's your whole life, and then it's 300 days on the road, and that's all you see, and you're home for a day, and that's unpacking and repacking and it's like but your whole goal is to continue to succeed and to be the best in this thing and so it's, yes. it is all consuming and if it's not all consuming that's when you know it, you can tell you know and um but I don't know I thought I think you've always busted your ass and you've worked hard and you've broke down barriers of your own and you have you know uh I think with to to be able to that representation of a woman who is different and beautiful and powerful, and um, the audience just loves you, you know. And it, it proved through uh, you coming back through the rumble and hearing that reaction. For me, yeah, that
4: was, that was super cool. I yeah. was, uh, I was like, and then those bitches ganged up on me and took me out. But I, you know, I was seriously like wondering, like, oh crap, am I going to be? Able, can I even do this? Because I did get kind of like a late notice. I was like, two weeks two and a half mm-hmm. weeks before rumble, like haven't right. really stepped in a ring. And, um, but those girls took care of me and they were so amazing. And, uh, it was cool to see, you know, the new generation now, of yeah. what they, what they have out there. And, and it is like awesome to see such different sizes in there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when I tried out, it was, uh, I literally, it was funny cause I was telling one of the girls, um, at Natty's gym that we were training. I said, when I tried out, it was all fitness girls, right? Like every girl I showed up, Looking like a basketball player because mm-hmm. that's what I played. Play basketball. I had my hair up. I had my sweats on. I had no makeup on because I'm like, we're we're getting in there, right? I showed up and these girls were tanned, hair done, makeup done, like six packs out and on on display, which was, I was freaking like, damn, they right. were gorgeous and they're athletes, and I'm like, all right, this is not going to work out too well for me. I'm a hundred and something pounds heavier than every girl here, and um, but. You know, I I guess that's what exactly what they were looking for. They were looking for different. And, uh, and now to where I go and I see the girls and I'm like, wow, there's every single type of woman, beautiful in every single way. And I'm like, this is incredible. It's super cool. Yeah.
3: Uh, because when I talk, when you talk about your entire life, I literally pulled out my book. I'm a crazy person. I have everything I've ever done in wrestling written down. I still do this. I remember the first day I met you. Um, The first day I met you and I looked up the date um, because I remember you were with Tamina. You were coming in for kind of like your interview. You were with Rock's mom. And I looked at you and I was like, I was in a bad headspace. I was, I was quitting WWE. I literally just quit the WWE and then Rock's mom comes up to me. She always calls me a good boy. And Mm -hmm. because uh, we I mean, I used to travel with Rocky, all that stuff. And Tamina and I, I was very, very close with her dad. And she's like, hey, do you know where John Laurinaitis's office is? And like Vince. And I was like, and I'm serious. I'm in a bad headspace. And then I remember, like I said, like in a moment of clarity, I was like, hmm, because I never had seen you. I didn't know who you were. And then so I, I told her she's "Like, OK, you're a good boy. She always pats my hand and go, <laughs> goes on with her thing. And then like when you talk about like I left the WWE and then when I returned, I don't think you may have been there one of the weeks, but it's just when you talk about positive energy, positive thing, I was in a much, I was in a horrible headspace. Um, You were just brand new coming in and we watched, we were talking before about the development of people like, you know, you going through NXT when it was a different brand. It's so much different how it is today. Um, And then when you talk about like your positivity and all that stuff, God admit my Instagram keeps recommending me to have followed you. I was a stalker for you a little bit because <laughs> you, you use your platform for good. Like, yeah. I don't know you, but your energy, like you dancing, you doing all those things. When I was like, I like that. And even though you had oh, mojo you. in a lot of your clips, but <laughs> it was an uplifting thing and like that's the whole part about finding yourself and finding yourself outside of that bubble i mean we got the draft coming up and like people are so in tune for that draft and if you could take us back for your life during that whole system or like even the draft like where your head was like what am i what's going to happen to you in your career but so i'm just giving you our little background i literally looked up the exact date of all that stuff and then it, life, oh, is, so about, cool. life is about life is about moments what's the-, know, was the book i'm um, sorry but it was uh 2009
2: uh, 2009 yeah wow.
3: and uh but then wow. to see your journey come out there and uh, it is very very cool but that whole finding yourself but like specifically like because we, we were talking about the draft we're talking about nxt you grew up in that system so can you just yeah. kind of like because you are in such a different headspace which is great because yeah have to, you have to realize there's life outside of this bubble that you're in
4: yes so i um i was i think i was the first tryout in the performance center um i remember that i wanted to i wanted to get into wrestling and i was actually going to go to my uncle Alpha um offa's wrestling school out in claremont and Dwayne said well they just opened up this performance center where they're actually teaching people how to do it the wwe way like i prefer mm-hmm. you to to go he's like let's have you t- do a tryout and see if if you like it if they like you if you're cut out for it and obviously I told you my story and, and, uh, uh, Sarah Motto came up to me and I love Sarah. And she said, uh, she, I, I, my, I try, I was hurt. I think I hurt myself in the second day. And she was like, just so you know, like we're rooting for you. And Joey Mercury was like, you're my first draft pick. <laughs> and it was like a really cool experience. And so mm-hmm. I came up during, uh, Bill DeMont, uh, Billy Gunn, Joey Mercury, Norman, Robbie, uh, Terry Taylor, Sarah Motto, those were my coaches. Mm-hmm. And um, and I actually, I mean, I know I had a, a great experience with Vildemont because I grew up as an athlete and my mom's German. And so like, I respond to tough love. I've always responded that way. And so he was more of like a tough love t- type of coach. And he taught us, you know, like the hand shaking, the respect, staying for an entire match, setting it up, breaking it down, having water ready for everybody who comes back, watching every single match. And so I feel as though I got to, I, I didn't get to do the Indies, but I I felt like they, he really wanted it to ingrain us in that entire culture. Mm-hmm. And so I was really blessed to have that kind of coaching. And then when, um, when the draft was happening, I, well, first I had, I had an injury. I got in a car accident and then I was out for a little bit. And then I never, I called him. He was one of my first calls, Bill DeMott. And I said, I said, Bill, I'm, I felt so bad. I was like, I'm sorry. Like I got, I got in a car accident. He was like, not your fault. And I was like, I know, but I'm going to be out of training. I'm going to do this. and And he supported me and my aunt, like nobody's business. And so when I came back and, gave it my all, you know, I, um, I was really blessed to have such a great support system in the ring. Like Sarah and Billy were, I mean, Billy would kick my ass and have no mercy on me. Mm -hmm. And I, if you, I mean, you know, Billy, like he would have this serious face and like, I, I know he has the heart of gold, but he would always like whoop my ass and I would just be like looking for him for approval and he wouldn't give it to me at all, (laughs) but but then finally, when I did something good and he approved, he'd kind of give me this nod like, all right, kid. And I'd be like, oh, my gosh. And so when the draft came along, I honestly did not think that I, that I was going to be a part of it. I thought I wasn't ready. I was still pretty damn green. I had had um, a, f- you know, a few big matches under my belt. And they were with Bailey, of course, Bailey and Asuka, some incredible, incredible performers. Um, so I didn't think at all. I was going to be a part of that draft and, and they didn't tell me at all. Mm-hmm. So, um, when we showed up that night, they asked us all to come to watch it. I like sat in the back and they were like, Hey, we need to move you up to the front. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, no, I don't want to move up, get moved up to the front. Like I had already like, you know, it, we had trained all day. I went home and had some, like had a beverage or two with my roommate. And then, so I was like, I don't want to be in the front, <laughs> but they put me smack, dead smack in the front. And, um. And I wasn't even paying attention, obviously. There was a clip of me on my phone. I was texting my mom. And I literally was like, she was like, what are you doing? And I was like, oh, they have us here at the Performance Center to watch the draft. Da, 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 da. And then literally as I'm sending the message, I hear them say my name. And I'm like, <laughs> I was like, what? Uh, so I was dead shocked. And it was, it was a cool moment. I'm actually super glad they didn't tell me. I'm glad that that was like the initial like like genuine reaction that I had um because I couldn't even believe it. And uh and yeah, so I mean the draft for everybody who's gonna get, you know, NXT and uh, I'm I'm sure I'm hoping they're all excited and it was just different for me. I didn't expect it. I thought I was too uh I thought I still I mean I was I was still pretty darn green um in the business. So I didn't think that I was gonna get drafted at all.
2: (laughs) That's so funny you say that because yeah, I remember now when you were saying that I was like, Oh, that's right. They didn't iggy us on who was getting drafted. I remember just even because before that was like before NXT, but we would be sitting backstage in front of the monitor as people were getting drafted. And like we're, we're literally shoot reacting because we didn't know who was going where like they kept it super secret. I don't know that they if they do that now, but that's a wonderful yeah. story. That's so funny. Yeah. You were on your phone. <laughs> so like, Yeah. <laughs> Uh,
3: Naya, so, you know, your wrestling history, I was part of the first draft and I was last, last drafted. I was drafted uh, Moppy, who was Perry Saturn's mop, was drafted higher than me, as well as the coach and Terry Runnels, who were commentators on heat. So uh, that made me feel great.
4: <laughs> You're like, oh, hey, but you still made it. Yeah. Uh, you still
3: like if you get drafted, I say it in jest The online draft. I loved it. yeah. We found out online where we were going to work <laughs> on a Wednesday. Like and I was like, Am I gonna fly out Friday or Saturday? They didn't give us travel anything. And it was completely, oh. you know, quiet from all the talent. And like you're trying to arrange your rides. And unfortunately, I got still stuck with Bully Ray, but that's a whole other story. They brought in <laughs> up. so um they they love that's keeping a cool you story. on the edge of your
4: seat. They yeah. love like they love keeping you on the edge of the seat, like I I've told the story a bunch of times, like I didn't know I was going to be in the men's rumble until they opened doors. I didn't know that I was going to be back in this rumble until two weeks before. Like mm-hmm. there's so many things that like, they love to change on you and keeps the excitement up though. <laughs> right. Cyber keeps Sunday, the when
3: they did those pay-per-views, that was a hundred percent legit. You had, oh, they didn't yeah. know who the opponents were and you're, oh. you're literally preparing three different matches and they were trying to make it as legit as possible. And I was just like, you know, you don't have to do it that way. You can fudge these numbers, but they wanted to do it uh, their way. Um, for you now, like you said, like you came back to the Rumble. Uh, I love because I experienced it. Mickey experienced it like that self-doubt, how that creeps in your head. And like, I'm so happy more people talk about mental health and, and yeah. like, because you could get lost in your own head. I, I, I said it, I w- when I was returning in Pittsburgh, they had me in this like, side room and I just started freaking out like what if they don't remember me and like I started crying and then my Mm -hmm. music hit and I was like what is wrong with you and (laughs) like boom you go out there. Um yeah like your return I thought was it just like a one shot or I know you then got into a car accident. I thought you were coming back more.
4: Oh um this last at this last rumble um no so the I had just agreed to do the rumble Um, and so just, you know, the the unsurety of myself right now, I wasn't in like the best shape and I wasn't expecting to like come back full time because it takes a lot to come back full time. We know it, you know, it's not just something like, oh, Hey, I'm going to hit the gym for a couple months and be in it. Like it's, it's a, it's a whole process. And so I wasn't expecting to come back full time at the rumble, um, I did get pretty like I did catch the bug again when I got in the ring I was like oh this feeling this adrenaline that pumps through you you know right I was like breathing super hard before I went out um and I had like you know I you know Kasama was mm-hmm. backstage like breathing me through it and I had to, like a bunch of the guys come by and give me a hug and and so when my music hit that feeling of like oh shit what the hell was I thinking like let's go um I did catch the bug after being in the rumble, which I was like, oh, maybe coming back would be a cool thing. I I mean, if the people do remember me and the only thing I'd want to do is to come back and help anybody out, I could, you know, I'd love to add to the division. Um, it would be something that I would love to do, you know, like Mickey coming back and Mickey giving me psychology crap that I've never known, you know, like teaching me things that I never knew and getting the ring with her. Like that was something that's, That was so amazing to me in my career that I'm like, I if I have any kind of knowledge that people would love to have, I would love to give, Mm -hmm. and you know whatever I could do. So I don't know.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. That's the beauty of it, though. You do you don't ever know. And I think, um, you know, what I think too is like I look at your whole time on television, and I don't think people realized is how funny and entertaining and brilliant. Cause you had, you know, you always played that even you and Alexa stuff together was entertaining to me. You know, it was so, so funny because I felt like you were able to be a little bit more yourself or like yeah. to show that side of you, the entertainment side, cause you were always so stoic and you had to be like the, the yeah. tough girl or whatever. So to be able to break out of that. But even when you talk about Lena, like you, you step away from it enough, you can pull yourself out of it and you can see all of the, amazing parts of it, because you don't always see it when you're in it, because you get so frustrated, whether it be storyline or booking or being hurt or tired or all of the things um, that kind of add up. But then when you separate yourself from it or whatever, and you can pull about all of those things where you go like, oh, man, that was amazing. And I'm grateful for this or whatever. And maybe I didn't love that so much. And you can start to identify the parts of it that you really love and the things about yourself or whatever in those Mm -hmm. moments to be like, that's what I'm saying. Like, that's the separation. When I said that, Right now, I feel like you're the best version and I think you're amazing and you're always amazing. But right now you're probably the best version of yourself because I can feel or see it on you that you are like in your stride and you're just being who you are. You know what I mean? Instead of trying to fit in some other box or be what somebody else is telling you to be. And if you were to come back now, I think you would shine brighter than ever, in my opinion. And that's not me being biased. That's just saying like, just because of that growth, sometimes things happen and it's devastating in those moments and we've all had them happen. But then when you separate yourself from them, like a year from there and you think about how much you've grown and then how good it feels to be in your shoes now and to be able to be just yourself and you see it on, that's why I love your social media too, so much is because I think that is who you truly are, you know? And it's like, <laughs> yeah. so I don't know.
3: I don't know. You saw a glimpse of, of it on uh, total divas as
1: well.
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm. was yeah. Oh, yeah. From, from the presentation of you as a character on television um if I can ask what are you doing now like
4: well so the which I was this is probably why I've I've been so bright so when I first got released my brother had his first baby my brother who lives like right with me right. my mm-hmm. younger brother and um and so I got the best experience of being his nanny my mm-hmm. nephew's nanny and so I was nannying him for uh, for the last uh up until he was around six or seven months,
2: mm-hmm.
4: so that was literally what I was doing um, when I got when I was finished, and then um, thankfully uh, my brother made his wife uh, stay at home mom, and so now she gets to be at home, and mm-hmm. now I I'm like which I'm like ah! <laughs> you know the separation I'm like no because I've I hope to be a mother one day, um, but uh, so now I'm kind of just I literally uh, my my mind was kind of distracted with taking care of a newborn. And then, so when that was done, I kind of had to reset again. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I literally got, uh, back into church. I have somebody I speak to regularly that kind of helped me, um, clear my mind of a lot of things and, and get me back to, to who I am. And I found just a routine, you know, every day getting up and I, I do Pilates every day now and I, I go and I, um, go do stuff at church and I play pickleball and I help out. I have a farm too, which,
2: oh I, yay. He
4: knows, yeah, I have a farm. And so I go up to my farm at least once or twice a week and I help with cleaning up like the chicken coop, the duck mm-hmm. coop, and I just got a tractor. So now we're going to learn how I'm going to learn how to do uh to ride a tractor to cut grass Oh my and, God.
2: I can't wait for this I know. content. Oh, I'm going to post
3: on your socials. I so
4: definitely be I need this. you
2: I need the rooster ch- chasing you around oh. as you're getting the eggs. I need all of the things.
4: I can't wait. Well, we just have, we have, so somebody just, we keep getting people like donating me like chickens. Cause apparently in Florida, there's like certain counties that only allow a certain amount. Right. And some of them can't have roosters. So I just got, uh, I have like three roosters. Yeah. <laughs> I just, somebody just gave me a rooster the other day. Um, and my, my older rooster, uh, Ross is like, bullying the other roosters. So right. I'm like having to like separate them. And it's it's a cool thing. Like if anybody can experience having a farm or being around a farm, it is the coolest thing to see that yeah. like it, it's hard to explain it. It's better to experience it. You know, Mickey. Yeah. And, um, but yeah, I, I want to take the tractor and start fencing out areas for cattle and fence, you know, have like wow. I get a, my barn up and get some goats. And so
2: how many cool acres, thing. how much land do you have?
4: I have around 44. Wow. Acres. Oh, yeah. Amazing. Yeah. That's so exciting. Cool. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it was something uh, my brother actually told me he was like, uh, buy land because they're not making any more of it. And so I never thought I would like be any kind of farmer. I'm not a farmer, but be somebody who would like, oh yeah, I have a farm. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have a farmer that lives on there and he takes care of everything and we grow. Uh, he also grows hemp. Uh um, on the farm. And so, but yeah, it's, that's what I do right now. I'm kind of just, you know, I started to, um, get back in the ring with Natty and TJ Mm -hmm. (laughs) for some fun. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, I'm really just enjoying life. I am very blessed. WWE has blessed me immensely. So I, I am grateful to be able to, to have this time to just, um, kind of enjoy things and, and explore, explore me. Yeah, travel and have fun. Yeah,
3: that's exciting. Well, well if you want to guarantee to go back to WWE full time, I could make it happen right now. Are you ready?
4: <laughs> oh shit!
3: If you're <laughs> interested in ever having fun in wrestling again, you should contact Mickey James because Impact Wrestling. She's got a lot of a uh, lot of clout there. And, Do I? Uh, we can make that happen. In oh yeah, for you. So uh, if you're ever interested in again. <laughs> Mickey, uh, just go through Mickey. We'll we'll make that happen. And right after these words come out, it's going to be a headline. And then after that, no. he's going to call you back and say, "Hey, we heard your uh, it should come back full time wrestling. Here's one million dollars. Come with us."
4: Oh my gosh, I love it. So that's to, how the I'll universe happens. Get a for a get the you get Fezpus.
2: one. I'm coming in hot. Coming in. <laughs> oh
4: my god. Oh, these are jokes. If they only knew the locker room, if they only knew the staff. So funny.
2: We had so much, you know what it was too? Um, I think that our energy just kind of bounced really well off you. And I'm not afraid. Like I like to have fun out there. And I think the live events, especially is where we always had the most fun. And um, it would be hard because everybody takes it super seriously. And like, I'm, I felt like I kept trying to go like, Yes, we need to be serious and we need to have fun and we need to kill it out here. But we also it's meant to be fun. And these it's, matches are the learning spaces like we don't have to we need to be organically be doing stuff to become so that way when we can do it on television, we well, won't know. And that's unless-
4: thing that I want to say about Mickey, like the most unselfish worker ever. Like we would always try I would to suggest something and I would suggest something I want to try. And then Mickey'd be like, I don't know, whatever. Six dozen. What was it? What do you say, Mickey? <laughs>
2: six one way half a dozen the other
4: six seven, half a dozen the other it always cracked me up and I'd be like she was so unselfish in there and I I'll never forget the Wrestlemania night um where our time got cut mm-hmm. like we had all this stuff planned and it was cut and we had I think it was like six minutes total yeah. for a Wrestlemania match where we I remember looking at you Mickey after they had changed everything and and I was just like I'm so sorry and you just said and literally I'm You were just like, it's okay, babe. And you gave me, like, you grabbed my hands and held me tight. And I was like, I love you. Like, you just being so unselfish in that moment. Cause it was like, there was more to do. We had stuff Mm -hmm. and it, you know, it was supposed to be a cool thing. And they cut it, they cut our time Mm -hmm. and it was crappy and it happened. But you just being so unselfish in that moment, I was like,
2: I love you. Thank you. I love you.
4: Yeah. There's just all the flowers to Mickey
0: James. Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream the podcast. Catch the full three hours of Busted Open Monday through Saturday at 9 a.m. Eastern on SiriusXM XM foundation channel 156. Go to SiriusXM.com backslash Busted Open Trial to start your free trial today.